Hello, welcome to episode two of Unto Death with uh, me, David Ladding. Um, I'm going to make a couple announcements before I get into this episode. One, I said that uh, Elijah Lamb was going to be on episode two with me, and we're on episode two, and Elijah Lamb's not here. We're going to have to postpone that till next Sunday. Second announcement is when do these podcasts come out? Um, Every Monday. Every Monday night, there's going to be a new episode. I can't give an exact time because it varies when I when I click the upload button. It just takes time on how long I make the podcast. And that leads to my third announcement. How long are these podcasts going to be? I really want to follow what God is doing. So I'm not going to make a limit. I'm not going to say every podcast because it's going to be 45 minutes, 30 minutes, 15 it could be 15 minutes. It could be an hour and 15. Uh, we'll see what the Lord does. And uh, yeah. So what exactly am I going to be talking about today? I'm going to be talking about how we overcome unto death. If you listen to episode one, I went through spiritual warfare. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode one yet, I encourage you to do so. It will put a lot of context to what I'll be speaking about today. I went through a lot of warfare and it brought me to one thing. Saying, Jesus, I can't do this anymore. I need you. And that's when he came. I think we view martyrdom as a macho, heroic thing. I think we view going unto death, especially in the end times, you know. <laughs> or even now, when we're facing things, they're very real. We think of this macho, macho meaning masculine, heroic, stoic persona of saying, unto death, Lord, I will not bow my knee to Babylon. <laughs> and I think there are times for that because I have done that before but I'm telling you freedom comes when you're at the Red Sea or in the lion's den or or in front of a giant or outside of Jericho or inside a whale True freedom comes when you are at the brink of breaking. When you are barely hanging on and you say, God, I surrender. This This is when freedom comes.
we cannot earn or bring ourselves to fruition. We cannot do it ourselves. We cannot finish this race without the grace of God. And so often we view trials as something that we grit out with our teeth that we can overcome by the blood. But we finish this. We war. It's spiritual warfare against me because I am a follower of Jesus because the devil wants me to fall away because I, because me, my, and I don't think that has a place in our hearts. I don't think it should have a place in our hearts when dealing with spiritual warfare, when dealing with going unto death. We cannot have a macho attitude. Revelation 6, 9 through 11, it says, When he opened the fifth seal, Jesus opens the fifth seal, I saw the altar of souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer. Until both the number of their fellow saints and their brethren would be killed as they were was complete. Revelation 6, 9 through 11 is speaking about the fifth seal, about the martyrs and their blood spilt out. And these martyrs are crying, how long, O Lord, until you avenge the blood of the righteous? And the Lord says, wait just a little while longer. Wait just a little while longer. So the full number are slain as you were slain. Why did I just bring this revelation bomb <laughs> when talking about going unto death, when talking about how not to be macho? Because in the last days, there will be martyrdom. Martyrdom like we've never seen before. I'm not talking about persecution on the internet. I'm not speaking about comments. I'm talking about your head being taken off of your shoulders. I'm talking about your fingers being severed from your body. I am talking about true, true persecution. And in those days, you will not have some stoic mentality. There will be no time for a hero but Jesus. And if it is true, then if it will be true, 
then it is still true now when we face trials and suffering there is no time there is no room to be a hero in the midst of christ's story he took the keys to death in hell the only part you played in that was your sin he saved you from the only part you have in your salvation is the cost. Why am I telling you this? Because it's a relief. His yoke is easy. Jesus says it. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come to me, those who are weary. It's not about us. It's not about us overcoming. It's about him saving us. Like I said in the beginning, may God bring me to the Red Sea so I might know who is in love with me. May God bring me to the edge of that ocean because only he can part it. And I will not forget. I will not in later days say that it was I who who resisted the devil. To uh, It was I who resisted the devil to my own victory. I we're obviously called to resist the devil. That's not. I'm not saying that we're never going to not resist the devil. What I'm trying to say is, in the midst of spiritual warfare, God forbid I say, I did it. Does this make sense? We are to resist the devil, but what I'm trying to say is, God forbid we come out of spiritual warfare, we come out of some trial and test and say, Wow, I did that. No, beloved. No, it is by God's grace. For he who started a good work in you will see it to completion. Jesus is our author and perfecter of our faith. He is the author. Psalms 105, he directs the paths of every man. I believe if you're in a trial, it's because the Lord allowed it. And you overcoming it is God's grace. This is real. This is very real. This is very good news. It's good news because God actually loves us. Maybe some of you didn't you had fathers, but the father was never really around. <laughs> he provided well. You had food on the table, but he never did anything with you. And so you attempt to try to earn his attention. 
your father was abusive. The last thing you wanted was his attention. <laughs> Maybe you don't have a father. And you don't even know what a dad is like. To all three of these cases. God is not like our earthly fathers. Fathers who can disappoint. Fathers who can hurt and fathers who aren't even there. God actually loves you. The reason why God brings us to Red Seas and parts them is to let us know that he loves us. That he is more powerful than any other. Listen, you don't... You don't have to <laughs> split the water. You don't have to earn. You don't even have to swim. He does it all. And how beautiful is this? How beautiful that it is not even up to us. Is this making sense? I don't have notes in front of me. I don't have a script. I'm just thinking back on my life. In every trial, it was never me. <laughs> he always came. Maybe, sorry, that was loud after me being quiet for a second, so forgive me. <laughs> Maybe you're all, you're, you're waiting for the Lord. Hmm. I feel led to go here. Psalm 25. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I put my trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let my enemies... Have no triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the days. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor the transgressions according to your mercy. Remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Now, the beautiful part is God doesn't remember the sins of your youth or your transgressions. So instead of saying, God, do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions say, God, thank you that you do not remember the sins of my youth or my sins because we are covered in the blood. But I still believe that everything else applies. And I still believe it is good to practice repentance. But I just want you to know that you ha have been forgiven. To you I lift up my soul. Then NLT says, O oh Lord, I give you my life. I'll go, I, Lord, I, I, I go unto death. Oh my God, I trust in you. I trust you. No, I trust in 
you. Let me not be ashamed. Maybe you're listening today and you're in the midst of the trial that I'm speaking of. And God hasn't come yet. And you, you have even said, Lord, I give you everything. And you might feel like you're at the brink of breaking. But I tell you this, beloved. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And you will not be put to shame. Remember the past. When God has come through. Impossible feats no man could conjure. And I don't mean to be so mystic. Or even stoic in my voice. And I understand I don't normally talk. Like this all the time. (laughs) But I'm talking quieter and slower than I usually do. I am. But I think it's because today you need to slow down and listen. I don't need to yell. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you be ashamed. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the days. You might be going through a hard trial right now. You might feel like you're at the end of your line, but I tell you, just wait on the Lord. He he answers, and when he answers, it is perfect timing. But he will bring you to the edge. He will make you uncomfortable. He will make you where you can't even walk anymore. Why? Because he's a loving God. And he wants you to know you cannot do this without him. Continue to humble yourself. Do not walk in the pride of thinking you can endure this. You can't. What do I mean by that? I feel like I need to clarify. Again, I'm going back to the Israelites at the edge of the water. God, ready for this? I'm clarifying what I just said about not being able to endure. This is what I mean, okay? (laughs) The Israelites, they couldn't go anywhere else. They were at the edge of the water. They they, they, They could have swam, but a lot of people would have drowned. It's a very long way. And I'm pretty sure the Egyptian art army, they had spears and bows. It just would have, <laughs> it would have been a chaos. They were at a wall. They were at the brink of the wall. And what did God do? God split the wall open. Why? To let them know 
that no other God can save them but Yahweh. So when I say, God will bring you to the place where you can no longer endure, God will bring you to the edge of the Dead Sea, of the Red Sea. Sorry, don't crucify me. God will bring you to the edge of the Red Sea. He'll bring you to the edge of the waters. Because he is good. Because he wants to let you know that the only way you can overcome this is if he splits the water. And it makes for one <laughs> one good story. <laughs> and it's more than a good, good, good story, obviously. But I'm telling you, when God splits the water open, the next trial becomes cake. Maybe. That is subjective. But you have, you have battle strategies and you have a mountain of remembrance or a mound of remembrance or a stone. You have something to call back to when God did show up, when God did arrive. So again, like I said in the first podcast, listen guys, not everything I say is like 100. I just told you that when you remember your past, the next trial becomes cake. That's actually not true. And I'm gonna I'm doing zero editing. I just want to let you know that I don't always say stuff correctly. So let me clarify that statement. When you remember past seasons and when God helped you and came through, it helps you in the present trial you are in. It does not make everything cake. It just, it sharpens your sword. I'll say that. It sharpens your sword. Yeah? Is that okay if I make mistakes? (laughs) I think it is okay. We're all in this together. Well, today's a shorter episode. It is. That's what I've learned. God is good. Wait on the Lord. Be patient. We must go into death. What does it mean to go into death? How do we do so? We get taken to the edge of the Red Sea. It is not beautiful. It is not spectacular. It is not mystic. It is not stoic. It is not heroic. It is messy. Screaming, weeping, saying the army of Egypt is rolling towards me. What shall I do? There is an army in front and an ocean behind God. I need you. And although I am young, I have had a handful of trials. There's a reason why I'm talking to you right now. It's because God came every single time. I testify to the works of my Savior, 
of my love, of my judge, of my brother, of my bridegroom. <laughs> I testify to the works of Jesus. Test the things that are written in the scripture. Wait on the Lord patiently, and you will not be ashamed. Wait on the Lord. Wait. And understand, it's not going to be perfect. And we don't do this heroically. And there's a reason why I've said this about five times in the last two minutes. It's because it's not about us being perfect. It's not about us getting the spotlight. It's his story. We're his bride. He is the strong one. He is the one who was and is and is to come. Well, that's all I have to say today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. And may we go unto death.